0: Who planned the uh, you know, like the activities for you guys? Uh, so
1: we, we did it together. So BTI uh, Basketball Travelers International was the company that we went through, and so they I don't know there was what sixteen college men's and women's teams that went through Italy this summer at some point, or so I don't know if that's the number, but and um, I know that Baylor and Stanford and Nebraska and.
0: Syracuse was there while you guys were. Quite I didn't even the know they days, were there.
1: yes. Yeah. Yeah, so there's, there's, there's a ton of teams there. So, and then we just kind of blast out the itinerary. Uh, we got to go to sacrament meeting in in Florence. Yes, and then in Naples, which was so super cool. Uh, it, it was actually it was really great experiences doing that. We spent a, a, a day on a boat sailing around the island of Capri, which was pretty amazing. And then the island's awesome. And, of course, my wife loved it because it was big time shopping. And so <laughs> it was great. It was a great trip. <laughs> it was a great trip.
0: What what do you feel like you learned about your team on that trip that maybe you didn't know? Because you talked yeah. before you left about your favorite part about the trip is yeah. these practices that you yes. get. But do you feel like you learned something? Yes, I learned a lot.
1: Man, I learned a lot. Uh, just about the guys in general. Um, so, I, like, this is the least clickish group I've ever been associated with in my entire athletic career. That that was stu- it was shocking and startling to me about how together this group is and that doesn't mean everybody doesn't have the same personality we have some guys that are a little bit quieter but you know at one point we're at one point we're on this boat and there's like a you know there's a deck and literally I, i don't know what it was 13 of our 16 guys were like strewn across each other just like in this big mosh pit that just riding the boat right just all together and um, so I think that's something that's really exciting to me. I think I have leaders on this team that are very, very, very interested in making sure that that every single guy from the from the starters to the end of the bench is a part of this deal and they understand how important that is and they're good friends and they're caring guys, and they take care of each other and So that was the thing I walked away with This is the most striking to me was just how together this group is. It's not like three dudes are breaking off this way and four dudes are breaking off that way. They kind of just were together all the time. And um, so I think that's got to be a strength, right? I think it's got to be. We'll see. Hopefully it's something that we can manicure and, and grow and And, and, you know, I don't hate the idea of us being the most together team in America. I don't hate that at all. I think that's actually one of the pieces that that could be really, really important for us if we can actually build on it. But I think we have a pretty decent foundation already. So I was excited about that. Um, I was, uh, you know, I I think my guys are... are, um, you know, I don't have a lot of guys on this team that are too cool. I don't have a lot of, I don't feel like I have a lot of guys on this team that are entitled, which I think that's probably two strengths for us also. I think those are two things that kind of play athletics right now. So um, I was super impressed with those things, just kind of as soft skill stuff. Um, I think our guys are willing to play really hard. Like, I think our guys are going to play hard. You know, I had guys really step up. Kobe Lee uh, played incredibly hard and kind of averaged a double-double. And Dalton Nixon, you know, I was, it was interesting. I talked to Dalton after we played. Uh, after our third game, you know, I, I had a you – know, I went I went to Germany last year recruiting when I was at Utah Valley and, um, during the season to see a kid that we were recruiting there. And I got to watch uh, – Alba Berlin one of my former players at Utah Valley Kenneth Ogby, was playing for Alba is still there this year and um, they have a player on their team is it Luke Sigma what's it, what's Sigma's first name oh the Portland kid
0: I think it's Luke Pretty it's Luke. Luke
1: and 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 he was the player of the year in the German League last year it's a really good league and he um, and he, he doesn't shoot it great not great and he's not super athletic he just is smart and tough and physical and he's crushing it over there and after watching Dalton in the third game I'm like Dalton I'm telling you man you know Luke was a pretty average player at Portland wasn't he yeah I don't, I, don't, I don't know that he was getting a lot of work done the only thing we knew about was he was Jack Sickman's kid yeah that's it. right so it's not like he was putting up numbers right. So I was like, and this get this dude has found himself a big time professional career, and I kind of was like, Doll, I'm not sure that you're way different than him. You're about the same size. You're really really physical. You got a nose for the ball. Uh, it was interesting because the 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 only real game we played was against Stellos, or they'd beat Stanford really handily the night before we played them, and. Um, they're really big. They switch one through five. I mean, they're really big. They're a grown men, and they're really physical. And they are just hand check you the whole time and grab you and claw. And Dalton was such a huge factor in that game because he was completely unfazed by the physicality of the game. So, you know, Dalton's a great example. Somebody that played really hard. Zach Sellius played his rear end off. He had an unbelievable camp for us for two weeks, and then played uh, played two great games until he got hurt and. Um, You know, he's going to play really hard and have a big year for us. Uh, um, I think Yoli Childs is playing really, really hard. He had a great camp playing hard and and then was probably our best playmaker. I mean, making plays for his teammates on the trip, not even close. Um, And so I think we have a crew of guys that will play really, really hard, and I'm excited about that. You know, the question that I have th- uh, about this team is how tough are we going to be? How resilient are we going to be? How refuse to lose are we going to be? How how chippy are we going to be? How much grit are we going to have, right? Um, I know we're going to play hard. I know we're going to be together. And then that's the question. I think that's going to be probably a defining part of this team. You know, how, how resilient and relentless are we going to be in terms of chasing what we see as is, is our, our goals? How 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 are we going to respond when things go really, really bad, right? And, and so I think, like all the complexion of the team, I think I, have a, I, I think I certainly gained a feel for, like, where we are. So what, uh, what's Zach's prognosis at this point? Do you have any idea? So we're hoping he's going to be back for the opener. So he's a, he's a Jones fracture. I don't know, did we go into detail with this? Or we didn't really. All, early am early. I allowed to? What are the HIPAA rules on this?
0: As long as he's okay with it. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Then, then you're okay too. She had a Jones
1: fracture. Really simple, standard kind of operating procedure. Put a screw in, and you know, it's a bl- it's a blue screw. That's not really true, but but you can say it's blue and say that I'm a liar. Um, but so it's it's simple. It's a super simple surgery. It's like not even really an incision with a scalpel. Not really. It's kind of like a puncture incision, and you literally just you literally just screw in from the outside right here and you just screw right through your fifth metatarsal just right in the middle of it and that's it and you stitch it like one or two stitches and you're good to go so so we're hoping he gets out of this cast here in two weeks so it'll be this week right it'll be uh thursday he should get out of the cast and be in a boot he's no um non-weight bearing for the first maybe five weeks and he's getting really good on this, on this scooter, and he's got a bright pink cast, which is fantastic. <laughs> if you, you should get a picture of it because it really is a beautiful thing. And his is his is like, I don't know, his coping mechanism. He's growing the most nasty uh, BYU-approved mustache you've ever <laughs> seen in your life. <laughs> so he's doing really good, and we're, we're we're excited to end back. So we're hoping, we're hoping that we'll you know we'll get him on the court and he'll feel pretty good. And you know the good thing about putting in a screw is that you're way less worried about it breaking again, right? So that that's a that's a benefit. And we just have to you know get him a special screening at the airport now when we travel. But <laughs> it's all good.
0: How often uh, in in the four games did you feature lineups that, that didn't have Yoli in them?
1: Uh, well, I kind of just did two, I did two rosters. So I had a, 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 a like I, I had a, I don't want to say A and B because people think that A is better than B. I had a, like a, you know, one group that played the first Monday, one group that played Tuesday, one group that played Thursday, and one group that played Friday. And so I had Yoli schedules for just the Monday and Thursday games, but he was, he kind of begged me to play in the Tuesday game. He's like, I'm going to miss a bunch of games. Can I please play? So I let him play the, <coughs> that game also and then we scrapped him for the fourth game. So um, we spent a significant amount of time without him on the court, but it wasn't a significant amount of time where we were – I didn't go in there thinking, hey, let me just spend all my time figuring out the roster without him in it for the first nine games. I wasn't going to be really functional. I I was just more interested in kind of finding – we threw a ton of stuff at our guys schematically, offensively. We probably put more in in two weeks offensively than we then i put it in, in the first three months of the season normally just to kind of see because I just wanted to do like a broad spectrum and just kind of see what guys liked and how we could fit them and what came naturally to them and where we're going to have to work on and and I'm trying to coach some different things so it was fun to just like throw stuff against the wall and see if it would work and see where guys were comfortable but it wasn't it
0: wasn't a huge focus of figuring out Not you'll Administrative-wise, was it nice to kind of have uh, some experience coaching these guys before you actually get into the season with your staff? So amazing. I mean, it's such a gift, right, especially as a new coach,
1: you know, new to the program. It was so great um, for those guys to hear my voice and, you know, um, and and for me to kind of get a feel for just like what, you know, uh, we were probably at like a – I don't know, we're a 75% intensity level. I mean, our practices were pretty good. They weren't really they weren't necessarily game. I mean, they weren't necessarily in season, you know, intensity, but they were solid. And so it was it was so it was so incredibly functional cuz now as we're trying to formulate you know what we want to do early with this team and what we want to do late and how quickly they pick things up and kind of some things they do naturally on, some things we really have to teach, all that stuff. We have, have an insight into this group that we didn't, obviously, before, and so that's super helpful as we consider what we're doing. The first, you know the guys are off this week just lifting and conditioning, and then we'll have two weeks where we get them for an hour or a day on the court, and then we start official practice on September 24th, so leading up to that is we kind of formulate the timing of when we're going to put stuff in and how we're going to do it and what places we can put different guys on, on lineups and all those kind of things is super helpful. And
0: you know, on your staff, do you have kind of designated, okay, this is, you're going to be the offensive coordinator type thing or defense coordinator. Is there any roles in that regard? You know, I'm I'll kind of <clears throat> letting that happen
1: fluidly. So we'll see. Um, I, I, I kind of like our staff doing everything together, right? So, um, you know, I, I had some, you know, at Utah Valley, I, I, I had guys lean in certain directions and and so there's different guys I go to kind of for different help with things. But mostly I want the whole staff involved in every, every aspect. It's not efficient. It's not really efficient. It would be way more efficient to, like, designate out, just like, hey, you handle this. But, but I think at the end of the day, the extra work is worth it because, because I think the staff is more locked in together. So I'm doing that a little bit different right now than I did it before, but we'll see. I'm hopeful that it's going to be positive
0: for since the last time we we spoke with you, um, Alex Barcelo got announced yeah. and was you know announced part of the program. Um, thoughts on his play? And yeah,
1: he was really good, man. He gives us something in the backcourt we don't have in terms of his physicality in the backcourt. Um, he's he's going to be really good. Uh, you know, I got guys coming to me talking to me about hey, can I get in his rotation? Right, he's really good. He's a pass first guy. He's a He's a bulldog of a physical player. He's he's capable of really pressuring the ball. Uh, he can get wherever he wants to on the floor. He's got a he's got another gear where he can get there really fast. Um, he's I think he's a pretty creative passer, and, and we're going to learn each other really well. Where he he understands more what I'm looking for, but he's a good player. He's athletic, you know. He, he in fact the the play that all our guys want to talk about. He ran in and grabbed a defensive rebound where. he squarely had, you know, hands and almost elbows above the rim and just ripped it out of the sky. And, you know, he's just kind of trying to get his legs back right now. So he's going to be a special
0: player for us, and and we're really excited about him. Was he just a guy that was in the portal, or did you have a working relationship or connection to him? No, no, we're not allowed to talk to these guys before they're in the
1: portal. Well, sure. I had seen him as a prep. Uh, and and watched him a lot actually I just wasn't in a position where he was a functional recruit for me at the time so I was a huge fan and um, and then you know at Utah Valley we went and played at Arizona this year and um, we should have beat those guys man I'm so disappointed with that but um, but you know so we, we had obviously seen film on him as recently as this year just in terms of what he was doing in Arizona and, and um, he's a great kid. You know, as soon as he came on the portal, we reached out to him and we started having conversations. And he just is a—he's an extraordinary fit. He fits us, man, and we fit him. I fit him as a coach basketball-wise, and he fits me as a player in terms of the way he wants to approach this game. And this university fits him in terms of what he cares about, and, and, and he fits us in terms of, of, of you know, how we expect him to conduct himself here, and he's—it's a, a good
0: match. Any chance of a waiver for him, Harward Lowell? I mean, three weeks till practice starts. Is there any kind of yeah, deadline I, on that? You know, I—I I, uh,
1: I have recently, and over the past many years, recognized that the last thing that I have any intelligence on whatsoever is what the NCAA does with anything. So, <laughs> so we'll see. But I'd love to get all these guys eligible. Sure. If all these guys could play this year, that's okay. what I left. That's actually what I left this trip, you know, I feel like, man, if we had all these guys eligible, we're good and we're deep. Like, we're good and deep. And, and if we don't have the guys eligible, we're good and we're just not deep. And so then you just cross your fingers and,
0: you know, hope the guys. Have you been able to finalize the, the non-conference schedule at yeah, all? Yeah, so we're done. We
1: have, we have our last contract back, right? I, I think so.
0: So we, oh, should, yeah, have, we should have it to you guys in a day, maybe. I, I think we had the last contract back. Will you guys participate in any of those Maybe those secret scrimmages or are you going to do exhibitions instead? How do yeah, you, and we're allowed to talk that? about these now, aren't we? Aren't we allowed to say that we're having, we just
1: can't do a box score?
0: I'm not 100% on that. So, yeah.
1: If Kyle finds out, then I can talk more about yeah. it. Yeah. But, so. yeah.
0: right. I'll have to check on that one. When you uh, you mention the guys and how non-clickish they are, how together yeah. they all are, is there a kind of a form of leadership that's maybe being established with this team as well? Kind of guys who are sort of naturally stepping up as leaders, and yeah. obviously we see like Yoli and TJ from yeah. the past couple of years. But yeah. any other guys that are kind of stepping in? Yeah, Jake is obviously natural.
1: Jake Jason naturally stepped up, and it just has been it's been you know just it's a, it's a beautiful fit. And I'm really impressed with the leadership we have on this team. And I'm going to tell you what might be the key to this team is I think that we might have unbelievable talent as followers. I think we might. I think that, you know, the truth is, is that it's it's really important to know how to be a follower also. And, and we usually say that word with a negative connotation, always oh, just a follower. We talk about our kids, don't be a follower or whatever. But on a team, the second is almost more important than the first. When someone on the team tries to hold the team as a whole or a player accountable, that's really impactful. But where the real power comes from is the second, I'm speaking like parliamentary procedure, but that's what I mean, right? Is if someone's not, not towing the line and one of our leaders maybe or somebody calls them out, well, there's something to that. But then when the second dude jumps in, he's like, yeah, get yourself together. And then all of a sudden it's like a team approach to it. And that's a skill. It may be more difficult to master and more important. And I got some guys on this team, man, that are just, that are just, you know, I couldn't be more impressed with this Dalton Nixon. Yeah, I called him out every practice, I think, just in terms of, like, this guy just cares about winning, right? And he is a great follower in the most noble sense of that word, right? He's a, maybe I shouldn't say follower, maybe I should say a soldier, Right? Because he is going to come to this game with no agenda other than winning. And whether he plays 40 minutes or he plays one minute, and whether he gets 10 shots or no shots, he's going to come out and throw his body at this game. And I feel the same way about Zach Selyus. I feel the same way about Connor Harding, who was unbelievable picking up 94 feet for us for two and a half weeks. And you know, I think we have a really good crew, man, of soldiers that are just like, hey, you know, or sec, you know, seconds or whatever, whatever. I, I should, f- I need to find a better term. What's the best term for a guy that's just mm-hmm. like the middle of a roster that just makes things work? What, what is that? That's the most complimentary, positive.
0: Glue guy. Yeah. Grinder, glue, glue guy. Yeah, something
1: like that. So whatever it is, like all those things, but way better. <laughs> Almost like the second <laughs> is more important than the first, right? I mean, that's kind of what I'm saying, right? Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I can't remember what. I was
0: going to say, Seth Davis has an all-glue team every year, yeah, so it's not a bad Yeah, that's, that's what he likes to call those guys. And those guys win, and that's yeah. what we've
1: talked about. Like, here's the, the truth is, Dalton Nixon going to win us. Dalton Nixon White, might might be the MVP of the WCC championship game. And Yoli and, and Jake and TJ know that, right? That's the way it happens. You know, it might be the second-round game in the WCC tournament. It might be Zach Selius that has 25, and he wins us the game, and we need him to win this game because those guys don't get it done. Like that's how good teams function, and and so we have great guys in that spot too that are that are really it gets me really excited. Those guys make teams. I mean, I was, you know, in college I was much more that guy than I was the lead dog in Kentucky, right, and and. Um, and I do take full ownership without me uh, we have no chance of winning a national championship. Regardless
0: <laughs> of the other eight McDonalds All Americans we had on our team. You mentioned Colby Lee earlier. You know, he's been a guy that's battled a lot of injuries in his yeah. career but seems healthy now. What what's kind of been the areas that he's really grown in his game?
1: Well, health is number one, and I just said you're not allowed to not be healthy anymore. So and he, he had surgery this summer and and uh, so that's been a complete non-issue for him, and he's working really hard. So that's the biggest thing for Kobe Lee. Will he pursue rebounds? Will he run the floor hard? He ran the floor so hard. And I tell him it's not pretty when he runs the floor, aesthetically, but he sure is pretty in terms of what we get done, man. It's really beautiful. And, he, he you know, like I said, he was a double-double guy on the trip. And he just played so hard. Um, so he's going to be really functional for us in the post. We're going to throw him the ball in the post. He's a great, he's probably our best high post passer out of the elbow. Uh, He's really, really, really creative, on time, on target, look away passer. Uh, I think you know the way we coach him in the post, his post game's got really, really simple and I think he's gaining confidence really quickly in his ability to make plays in the post. You know, I'm worried about his feet and ball screen defense and switching defense and help defense and rotational defense and so he's going to have to Continue to work really hard there, which every big has to. That doesn't, that doesn't make him unique. Um, but for the way we want to guard, he's got to keep working there. But him running the floor and him pursuing rebounds, mostly I was impressed with those two things because those were two questions I had for him. It's like, hey, how hard are you going to play this game, and how effectively you be on the glass? And he was great on both.
0: How do you feel about that front court right now, with without Yoli? But you know, in those first nine games,
1: well. You know, I, I think it's you know we're we're missing a huge piece, um, and and I would never in a million years choose to be missing that piece ever, especially for the the teams we have to play, or we get to play. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, statistically, in the last two years, there's been two, you know, there's kind of the eight leagues, right? It's the Power Five and the and the, uh, and the Mountain West and the A-10 and, and the AAC. is those three leagues, right? Outside of those eight leagues, so the other 24 of us, in two years there's been two at-large biz in the NCAA tournament, two. In two years, that's average of one a year. And one of those was the Gonzaga Bulldogs who were the freaking number one-seeded team in, in the country. So really there's been one team. In those 24 leagues has been out large for the last two years. Now I think that's tragic. I think the selection committee has totally lost their mind that that's the case. You know, that they're taking teams that are eight games or nine games under 500 in their league over the last two years, and they're getting high seeds. The, and so I just think it's crazy. Teams with, with 500 records overall. But, you know, that's what we face. So if that's the case, if that's the way this, this drink's going to be stirred, then, then the most important thing for us is to be the best team we can possibly be in March. And, you know what, if that's the case, then whatever beating we might take early on in the season, having a limited roster with Zach just getting healthy and, and Yoli out, you know, is going to pay pay dividends for us down the stretch because we're going to have guys that have had experience and got minutes and put in, been put in different positions and they're going to be comfortable.